Chapter 31 of Nettie and Becky Stubtail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Nettie and Becky Stubtail by Howard R. Garris. Chapter 31 Nettie and Becky in the Chimney. Nettie, what makes you act so queerly? asked Becky Stubtail, the little bear one morning when she and her brother were on their way to school. "'Queer? Do I act queer?' asked Nettie, as he turned around to see if any snowballs were growing on the end of his tail. None were, I'm glad to say. "'Queer! I really think you do act strange,' said Becky, as politely as she could, while eating a bun Aunt Piffy had given her. "'What do I do that's queer?' asked Nettie, curious-like. "'Why, you go around looking up in the air all the while, and listening, and then looking up again. "'I should think you would get a stiff neck,' said Becky. "'Why do you do it, Nettie?' "'Oh, that's nothing,' said Nettie, sort of confused-like. "'I, er, I guess I'm looking up to see if it's going to snow any more for Christmas.' "'Nettie Stubtail!' exclaimed Becky, shaking her paw at him. "'That isn't it at all.' "'You're looking for something in the air, and I know it. "'And besides, you talked in your sleep last night.' "'Did I?' asked Nettie, sort of anxious-like. "'What did I say, Becky?' "'Well, I couldn't understand it all, "'but it was something about a tree and getting caught in it, "'and then you hollered out, "'I won't tell, Sandy.' "'That's what you talked.' "'Did I say Sandy?' asked Nettie. "'Well, it sounded like that,' answered Becky. "'But I won't be sure.' Then she looked at her brother. Nettie was all sort of red back of his ears, and his little stubby tail was going wiggle-waggle-wog. Then Becky suspected something. "'Nettie Stubtail!' she cried. "'I believe you know something about Santa Claus. "'That's it. It was Santa, not Sandy. "'Oh!' "'Nettie, do you, really? Tell me, please. I won't tell. Come on, do. It's so near Christmas.' Becky took hold of Nettie's paw and kissed him on the nose. "'Ah, oh, quit,' he cried. "'I'm not a girl.' "'I know, Nettie, dear,' said Becky softly. "'But I love you.' "'Huh? Yes. I guess you want me to tell you the secret, don't you?' he asked. And really, Nettie did not speak as politely as he might have done, but he did not mean to be unkind. "'Oh, a secret!' cried Becky, clapping her paws. "'Do tell me, Nettie, dear.' "'I promise not to,' said the little boy bear, looking at his toes. "'Oh, if you will,' said Becky, "'I've got a honey cake, and I'll give it to you. Do tell me.' "'Well,' said Nettie, slowly, as he ate the cake his sister gave him. "'It happened last night. I promised not to tell, but then you're my sister, and it's almost Christmas anyhow. I guess he won't care.' And then, because he loved his little sister bear, Nettie told all about having helped Santa Claus, who got caught in the treetop with his airship, as I told you in the story before this one. "'Oh, how perfectly lovely!' cried Becky, clapping her paws. "'Nettie, if I had another honey-cake, 
I'd give it to you, just to think. You really saw Santa Claus. But it's a secret, said Nettie quickly. Of course, I know, said Becky, sticking up her nose just the little tiniest bit. I won't tell a single soul. And then they were at school. They studied their lessons, and then, as it was recess, all the animal children went out in the yard to play. And, of course, Becky had to go and tell that she had a secret. And, of course, all the girls wanted to know what the secret was. And, of course, Becky said she couldn't tell. But the girls, like Alice and Lulu Wibblewobble, the ducks, and Kitty Cat, and Bright Eyes, the guinea pig girl, all begged and teased and, well... Now promise, cross your heart, and twist your paws, you'll never, never tell, if I tell you, asked Becky. Oh, we promise, said all the animal girls. Well, you can easily guess what happened. Becky told how her brother Nettie had helped Santa Claus out of the tree in his airship, and of course all the girls promised not to even whisper it. And then, somehow, all the boys had heard of what happened to Nettie, and in a short time, Everybody in the school knew all about the little boy bear having seen Santa Claus. Well, it's very queer, exclaimed Becky when Nettie spoke to her about it. I only told just a few girls, only a very few, and they all promised not to tell. Huh, exclaimed Nettie. And then, as he saw that his little sister felt badly, he added, Never mind, Becky, you didn't mean to. And I guess Santa Claus won't care anyhow. And Nettie let Becky kiss him again, which was very nice of him, I think. Then, when recess was almost over, Jackie Bow Wow, the puppy dog boy, said, Pooh, I don't believe Santa Claus comes down the chimney the way they say he does. You don't believe that? cried Nettie Stubtail, surprised like. No, I don't, said Jackie. Maybe he has an airship for you saw that, but nobody ever saw him come down the chimney. The idea, cried Becky. What a funny boy. Of course he comes down the chimney. How can he with a pack on his back? Answer me that, cried Jackie. Nettie and Becky looked at one another. They both thought of the same thing. Then Nettie said, Of course Santa Claus comes down the chimney. What if he is big? I'm bigger than Sammy Littletail, the rabbit, and I can go down a chimney. So can I, cried Becky. And we'll do it, too, added Nettie. We have a few minutes of recess yet. Becky and I will go down the school chimney to show them all that Santa Claus can do the same thing. Then, while all the other animal children looked on in wonder, Becky and Nettie scrambled up on the roof of the schoolhouse. They could easily do this, as there was a tree growing near it. Then Nettie got in the chimney first. It was a large, wide one. "'You'll get all black soot,' said Becky. "'Never mind, it will all wash off,' spoke Nettie. "'Come on in, Becky. There's lots of room.' So Becky got in the chimney, too. Just then the school bell rang. Recess was over. All the animal children had to run in. "'Oh, you'll get a bad mark,' they cried to Nettie and Becky. "'You'll be late.' "'Hurry up, slide down the chimney, and go to school that way,' cried Becky to Nettie. "'I can't. I'm stuck fast,' he said. "'I'll give you a push,' she cried, and she did, 
she pushed so hard that both she and nettie fell right on down through the hole in the chimney into the fireplace in the schoolroom but luckily there was no fire on the hearth so they were not burned which shows you that santa claus can come down a chimney and which also shows you that you should not have a fire in the grate on christmas eve well of course nettie and becky coming down the chimney made quite some excitement in the school but all the animal children laughed and the professor-teacher laughed too and then as it was so near christmas he said that there would be no more lessons that day so nettie and becky having proved that santa claus could come down a chimney went home to wash off the soot what's that how does santa claus get the black soot off him when he comes down a chimney why he always has a whisk broom with him you know and every time he comes down a chimney he brushes himself off see and now we have come to the end of this book for you can easily tell by looking that there isn't room for another story in it i'll just say though that nettie and becky had the finest christmas that ever you can imagine and such presents they received and the candy and nuts and oranges and honey cakes oh my it makes me hungry just to write about it and the two little bear children their papa and mamma and aunt piffy the fat bear and uncle wigwag and mr whitewash lived happily forever after for many years after and every time he got a chance uncle wigwag would play a joke and mr whitewash would always sit on a cake of ice when he could find one but if i can't get any more stories in this book i can put them in another and i will that book will be called bully and bolly no tail and they will be stories about the two little frog boys who lived in a pond and it could swim as good as a goldfish they had no tails except when they were baby tadpoles but those tails soon fell off so their names were no tail you see just as buddy and bright eyes the guinea pigs had no tail so i'll say good-bye now for a little while as i have to write the new book for you the end end of chapter thirty one recording by rich brown minneapolis minnesota end of nettie and becky stubtail by howard r garris